0: Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me is Brian Malkowitz. Excuse me. Travis Northup. McClonkey, And Paul Tassi, famous YouTuber with his hit new okay. YouTube channel. Paul.
1: <laughs> such a hit. Such a hit. I'm, I'm viral. What can I say?
0: <laughs> Paul actually writes for Forbes full-time. He's written a ton of articles about Destiny. He has been on the show before. Thank you for joining us yet again, Paul Tassie. Hey, thanks for having me back. Uh, where can people watch you on YouTube? You you really did start a YouTube channel, and it's kind of cool. People, are I thinking.
1: did. Yeah, I have f- I'm up to four videos, so that's that's big. Um, do it, going to do a celebration at five, I think. And um, I don't have a custom URL yet, so just look up my name on YouTube, Paul Tassi, and I hope that makes you find me. <laughs>
0: I think the so. genius is in its simplicity, like everything about it was so simple, and it's a little cheeky, uh, it's pretty fun, yeah, so congrats on that. On, today's, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about that ruinous effigy that everybody is either grinding for or getting right about now. We're going to talk about the current season, our, our feelings on it, and what our favorite season has been to date, and we're going to talk about how much I hate Trials of Osiris. <laughs> wouldn't be an episode yeah. of uh be an episode TV TV of... talk about that
2: or vault space or both yeah yeah
0: Ooh, i didn't even think of that because my vault is a disaster <laughs> no. uh real quick but let's start with the positive stuff let's talk about ruinous effigy which i think is an amazing positive i have to say Bungie absolutely knocked it out of the park with this exotic it is creative it's fun it has multi functions and i'm just i'm having a blast with it let's talk about the weapon and its functionality itself uh paul you wrote an article all about one of its functions tell us about ruinous effigy what it can do and why you love this one function the most
1: yeah, it's, it's something I wouldn't have even have caught, just kind of like playing around with the weapon myself. Um, so the main function is it's a trace rifle. So you shoot it at an enemy, then they collapse into a void orb, like those void crystals in the Savathun Song Songstrike, which is a little creepy. Um, but you can then use that orb to run around, slap enemies with it, or dunk it. What it would not occur to most people to do with an orb is try to block with it. And in that sense, it's more like a relic where it creates this force field around you where you can run at enemies and it, it siphons life from them into you, killing enemies. And then I think once you get the catalyst, it tags them with a debuff that makes the effigy now hurt them more if once they're affected by that. So it's like seven different exotic perks essentially in a single gun. And it's it's kind of wild what they did with it. And I've I've been having a blast with it.
0: Yeah, I or you I really use like Jade
1: Rabbit. Whichever one. You can watch Rabbit. Oh, you, Jade. Jade. Yeah. You, you can go long way of that, Jade Rabbit, which Jade is like he, headseeker. You know, that's funny fun, yeah, fun exotic perk. <laughs>
3: it's about fun <laughs> over function, Travis. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, you can dunk it on people's faces. You can just give them a punch in the face and of course what Paul said you can use the this force field ability that is man it treads everything and the fact that it nullifies the stomp damage and everything just makes it just just great I'm just so happy there is a thing that means I'm not going to get blasted a million miles away every time s- something stomps. Does it nullify the damage
3: or the actual effect of being knocked back? I haven't tried that
0: yet. The effect of being knocked back. But you can take a substantial amount more damage because usually bosses are surrounded by ads, which are constantly giving you life. So I go right. into a lost sector, like the moon lost sector, Brian, or not moon, Mars lost sector. Brian and I, you know the one I'm talking about, the one we always farm. Right, top spawn with the cabal the or they, the
3: cabal? Yep. the cabal with one. The hive, yeah. the hive the one. one. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's two of them. Yeah. yeah,
0: No, with the with the night at the end on Mars.
3: Yeah, the night on the one on the night on the Mars is the night. Oh, Mars. I think it's a Titan. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway, I love that one with a million. Orb's great. Ice heatball. Great farm. It's the first orb I killed with my ruinous effigy. By the way, did you guys shoot all the eyes? I did. Yeah, shot all the eyes. Yeah. PSA. I still
3: do do not. And whisper. PSA. Free do 2, not...
0: PSA, <laughs> do not dunk with the ball on the eyes. Bungie said apparently that's a bug. I did it once and Ooh. I got super lucky. Unless you have the catalyst. Unless you have the catalyst?
3: If you already have the catalyst, then it doesn't matter. Really? Yeah, because the cat because the yeah. eyes count to the catalyst if you shoot it with the gun, not with a thing, but also shooting regular enemies. Um will account for the catalyst too. So if you already have the catalyst and it doesn't matter how you destroy the eye. Good. No, it, yeah. It'll bug if the triumph though, I think, think it is it the is is. issue. Does it bug the triumph?
1: If you if you dunk I mean, an that's... orb on an eye, instead of shooting it, it'll bug the triumph and not count it. So like, that's, it's not sucks. about completing the catalyst. It's about like that screwing sucks. up the Yeah. <laughs> so that's I think I didn't do that to... with any of them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, it's pretty hard to do it on like 90% of them because most of them yeah, are floating. Yeah,
0: uh, so that aspect, getting the actual catalyst of it, what I did was, uh, I dunked on an enemy, you know, you start the catalyst quest. I cleared a lost sector using, using the orbs to kill enemies and I got about 3% and then I quickly realized because I was streaming and chat's like, Hey, you should probably just shoot the eyes cause they give you 3% each. You go about halfway through the shooting the eye quest 25 and you have your catalyst and you can continue going on, uh. So yes, I went and I got all the eyes and all the locations, and I got the catalyst for that gun, and I'm just having a blast with the Ruinous Effigy. And I have to say, thank you, Bungie, for doing something wacky, weird, and so unique. I've never seen a weapon like this, and it's been so long in a video game since I've seen like something really, really cool that has sort of this multifunctionality. Uh, Brian, do you have the same impressions? Do you like the weapon?
3: Yeah, the weapon's great. My my biggest thing with it is I'm wondering if it if this weapon is some sort of like set up to have a functionality like touch of malice. Since the weapon itself, lore wise, has some like was kind of like created with touch of malice in mind, um, I'm wondering if like in Beyond Light, this weapon will have some sort of functionality with its shield mechanic and orb dunking that like that will need it for a mechanic like in king's fall when you know you would be able to create that orb and infinitely shoot touch of malice because that 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 uh shield nullified the damage so i'm wondering if this if this um this effect will have any sort of uh use usefulness in a new raid or in some sort of activity in beyond light
0: yeah the crypt raid is coming around the corner it would be really neat to see if this thing ended up having a functionality uh Mm -hmm. travis what do you think do you like it?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm mostly wondering when it's going to get nerfed. <laughs> I think that's probably no. something's going to happen to it. Is it broken? <laughs> is it is it broken? No, like I don't know if it's broken, but it I don't know. I I, I wouldn't I mean, you know me. I'm always like, why nerf it, right? Let's just let us have our fun. But uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous just because like, the orb thing, like uh, Destin said, the stomp mechanic uh, blocking, I feel like is going to have some implications on bosses. I mean, they love their stomp mechanics. They love keeping us away from bosses. So is that going to be something that is always around? I have my doubts. Um, I also am curious about the lore implications because we know that this is a gift from the darkness it would be really easy for them to take this weapon away from us for like lore reasons or, you know, give it some extra context just because there's some like mystery to it. And like Paul said, we're turning people into uh, those orbs like Savathun did. So it's like a little bit uh shady. So I'm, I'm really liking it, though. It's a lot of fun. So hopefully it sticks around and, and doesn't get nerfed or lured out of existence or something. But uh,
1: yeah. For sure. We've been there before. My favorite thing is when is when uh, Zavala and Eris are talking about it. And he's like, well, like, what if this is bad? And he's like, she's like, oh, well, then we will use their gift against them. I'm like, yeah, I think they would have planned for that. Honestly, like, <laughs> yeah, know, right. that's <laughs> the best tactic, but sure. <laughs>
2: you think the darkness is just trying to help us out uh, on its own
0: goodwill. Okay, man, whatever. Yeah. So bravo on the weapon. Thank you. And I hope everybody out there is getting to play it. Don't dunk the orbs on the eyes. Just don't do that. Just shoot it with the exotic trace rifle, but. Big thumbs up on Ruinous Effigy. Now, let's talk about season 11 and overall, the seasons, just in general, to date. Every Everything that we've gotten to experience. Do you guys think that season 11, season of the arrivals, is the best season to date? If not, what has been your favorite season as we go into Beyond Light? Uh, we'll start with We're you. We're talking
2: Brian. about non-fall seasons, right? Just to yeah, the- and And the catalyst
0: for this conversation is uh, Paul? I believe you did a poll asking people what their favorite season was in Destiny, right? And uh, what was the result? What were the results of that poll?
1: Uh, not to skew the conversation, but um, I immediately cut Worthy and Drifter because <laughs> you could only have four <laughs> options, and I just sliced those off the bottom. Um, so it was, it's Forge, Opulence, uh, Dawn, and Arrivals. And dis- despite the fact that Arrivals has only been here for a month now it almost caught opulence i think opulence was like 45 and then um arrivals is 40 and then the other two are like six percent or something so people picked opulence but arrivals just a month in is is already at 40 and we still have two-thirds of the season to go so it's like there could be more cool stuff to come or that could just be recency bias because a bunch of cool stuff happened this week so take well, that how you will
0: we're through we've had two exotics right Wither Horde came from the season pass. You kind of got it very early on. And then you were able to sort of work on the catalyst. So most of us have probably completed that if, we're, if you're a tryhard like I am. Um, and now we have Ruinous Effigy this week. So that was about a month later we got our next exotic right. And I'm guessing Traveler's Chosen is the final one, correct?
3: That and, should come from the Solstice of Heroes, I believe.
0: Yeah, and... Yeah. Apparently that will come from Solstice of Heroes, according to Brian, who never reads Reddit slash R slash Raid Secrets. Wait, oh Solstice? <laughs> I
1: thought it, I see I think it's for the evacuation quests. I think it's time-gated based. Oh, on, you're right. You're right. Because
0: there we have yeah. we have
3: we have the other one. You're right.
0: Brian, you're batting a thousand yeah. this episode. <laughs> 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 but anyway, Traveler's Chosen is on the way. And um I think that does a lot to give you something to look forward to continually. I think there's, in addition, the weekly story quest. I've been on this crazy grind to get all of the, um, all my characters to 1060 base so that I can be prepared for the fall season. That's been sort of like an interesting thing to work on that's keeping me invested in the game. And at the very least, I sign on every week to do that story mission. In addition, I have just been absolutely buried in loot. This season just mm-hmm. gives you everything for free basically. I have three Postmasters full of Umbral or Pinnacle Engrams and everything just that like- that damn Recaster, right
3: man. Now.
0: Yeah, and it's good. And it, it also sort of helps you uh, slot level in an, in a quick way so that like if you're behind just a little bit, you can kind of give yourself a boost and get to that power cap in a, in a faster fashion. I, I'm really liking the the cadence of content right now. Now, to your guys's point, it could slow down, but right now I am liking arrivals a lot. Now do I like it so more it than opulence?
2: Yeah? <laughs> no,
0: no, no. <laughs> um, o- opulence was very, very strong. I think we got we got a new raid during opulence, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We Get got the raid the menagerie. We got story content sort of. There was some lore stuff, but mm. not really.
1: Not like missions per se, but yeah.
0: But if we will, if we look at the things that sort of intersect with those two seasons, I think people like opulence because the prevalence of rewards, and I think they like arrivals because there's plenty to do and there's lots of rewards. So, so the game's kind of gone to showering us with loot. Uh, Brian, mm-hmm. h- how do you feel about all this? How do you feel about arrivals first of all, and then what's your favorite season and why?
3: Uh, arrivals so far is great. I mean, especially after what we got this Tuesday, we got a lot. We had a whole bunch of content, and like, like we were just talking about, all the all the loot. The recaster is awesome for targeting loot and such like that. Um, but my favorite has to be opulence, right? Like we had a new raid. We got Menagerie. If we're talking about showering at loot, maybe the Menagerie had an unintentional showering of loot in the start there. But Bungie kind of looked at that before the nerf and just, you know, made sure that they they gave us some more ways to get loot during the Menagerie. But yeah, like when we're talking about targeted loot, Menagerie had like the actual targeting loot, right? You could slot for very specific items, not just for very specific of maybe one of two items, but the Menagerie let you slot for exactly a specific piece of loot. And I think that that is like kind of like peak loot chasing um, something that Bungie hasn't hasn't done since I think now with season of revivals um, with that recaster. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I don't I don't remember a system that allowed sundial, you, you could kind yeah, of yeah 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 sundial pick, yeah. yeah
2: sundial a little bit
3: yeah you could you could pick it there, but I um, not to the extent of like the recaster or the menagerie, but I think um, the the system with the recaster is more. Geared towards the mastery, which is which is great, and I hope that Bungie continues something like that in the future, especially in Beyond Light.
0: Uh, Travis, how about you? What do you yeah. like or dislike uh, about seasonal arrivals, and what's your favorite season to date?
2: Yeah, I would say my favorite season probably Opulence, although <laughs> Dawn is uh, <laughs> Dawn is Dawn is pretty close to me because uh, it had a really awesome story. It introduced a new character back into lore and kind of set up uh uh, the season of the worthy and the return of trials which was super exciting in that season in season of dawn and and then kind of disappointing when it actually came uh but i I think i have to agree opulence is is the best one just because it had so much it had a raid it's one of my less favorite raids but still a raid Uh, it had a new event and i really think I, I'm liking Arrivals, but I think the thing it's missing is it doesn't really have any new activity. It doesn't, you know, Menagerie was a tremendous activity with a bunch of different, act, you know, activities within it and then also bosses that you could fight each week, uh, which I think was cool. And Arrivals just has, you know, this public event that feels like, a, you know, a, a mix between Gambit and every other public event in the game. Uh, and you just are expected to kind of do that over and over again. And then, and then you do one quest that so far is seem kind of samey, you know, it's basically like you're going through the motions just to get the weekly done. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think that's the thing that it's re- the season's really missing is some unique activity, whether it be a raid or a new strike, which we haven't had one of those in forever uh, or, or a new, you know, activity that, that we just don't have now.
0: So, well, don't worry. We'll have fewer strikes soon enough. Mm. Right, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just what we need. <laughs> we're
3: losing. How many are we actually losing?
0: I don't want to think about. I'm going to make a oh, at man.
1: some point. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot. I think close hopefully, to ten. I think it's like eight or nine.
3: Yeah, hopefully they we're losing a lot of content. A decent amount would be on light. Like, hey that's a lot of strikes. That said,
1: I have I have run them so many times. I'm not like super broken up. About, yeah, like,
3: the yeah. inverted spire. But don't worry,
1: do like when oh, no. the, the
2: game makes you do strikes you're going to be in so much more pain though because the game ma- drives you to strikes a lot and if there's if they don't replace eight to nine strikes and you're just doing you know the you're definitely like, not going to replace nine, eight to nine the, strikes arms dealer yeah the arms dealer no, 50, is going to do that 50 times
1: oh yeah that's EDC
2: no it's yeah. on earth it's on earth yeah
1: yeah it yeah, is so. easy
0: yeah you're good you're good don't worry, it okay. goes into the Destiny content vault. It'll come back at some point. But I'm seeing PvP players also like, oh no, Javelin's going away, you know, and things like that. So Do we know well, that for sure? Well, I don't
2: I, I don't, they, I don't they think they haven't we know been that. very
0: we don't know that, but they haven't been clear about what is happening with the PvP space. Is that going to be included with the the stuff going into the vault? Because there's a lot of very, very good maps on some of those locations that are going bye bye. That makes more sense, map, but it doesn't
1: make Game sense, like they're in they're yeah. these tiny individual areas, like they're not part of a patrol zone. So like I don't think sense of to movement, and, and,
2: and so they so like, don't they don't fragment the group or give
0: them yeah. More to like Gambit team. already has like, so few maps, reason. like yeah. Okay, exactly. but lore wise, if Titan gets blown to hell you know by the time we the okay but if
1: right. we're talking if we're talking lore wise like why am i still killing zol, zol the worm god you know two years later like you can't <laughs> right, <laughs> because you're meditating you're meditating. meditating
0: you're meditating meditating. maybe you're i can maybe i can, maybe I
1: can meditate about javelin 4 and my great crucible match <laughs> yeah. i had at javelin 4 <laughs> three years ago yeah. well we still can you can, you can explain away anything if you play. want to
0: yeah uh paul uh what do you like or dislike about season arrivals and what is your favorite season to date?
1: All right, I'm going to be controversial and I, I will say that arrivals might be my favorite season. Uh, I, I know it's early. I know that technically, uh, opulence had more stuff. It did have a raid, which is hard to top. It's probably like the fourth or fifth best like full raid though. So I don't know how much credit gets for that. It did for sure have the best seasonal activity in the menagerie and we do, the, the one thing missing about arrivals is a really substantive core activity. I will say the contact public event is a lot better than it could be. Um, it's just, it's genuinely fun to play. And like, I, I enjoy doing it. It's not maybe the most useful thing to farm, given how many umbrals you can get from literally anywhere, but for an event centered around essentially, or for a season centered around a public event, they could have done a lot worse with it. And I think it's much, much better than the Seraph Towers were. So that, I mean, that's a low bar. Um, the reason I like Arrivals so much compared to all the other ones is that things are happening. Things are finally happening. Like, real, actual story developments in Destiny that are actively changing the world. And, like, we have borderline never seen that until, like, not since maybe the Red War. And I, I was I, I knew all the stuff was going in the content vault. I was genuinely amazed that Bungie actually decided to write this into the story and have these pyramids show up at each of these four patrol zones that are going to, I don't know, vaporize or whatever's going to happen to them. And now we have this evacuation storyline where we're, 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 saying goodbye to the zones. So we're like running activities there. And we, we might be saying goodbye to some of these characters. Like, I don't know if, you know, Sloan and Ash and Muir are going to make it out alive. Like that's, it's, it's very significant like, story developments in a way that we have not seen. And I think it has raised. Very interesting questions about the nature of light and the darkness, and I, I find the conversations with Eris and the darkness every week in the Cradle Mission fascinating. Um, I mean, the, the, loot is, the loot is great. These are two of the most fun exotics they've introduced uh, in a long time. And Traveler's Chosen is supposed to be kind of crazy, too, so we'll see. Um, Menagerie is a great activity. It's the best seasonal activity ever. It is the best targeted farm ever. It's kind of cheating to say Menagerie because it was giving like eight, nine drops every 12 <laughs> minutes for like two months at least. So yeah, that's a little that's In the exact much, slot but you needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I I was always sad they didn't do more with Menagerie as time went on and changed the loot and stuff. But um, for that reason, even though we're just a month of new arrivals, like this is why the season has made such an impression on me, just because it, they promised like the summer of like – like you'd never expect in Destiny, or like like no other time in Destiny, and they actually so far delivered that, which I am genuinely surprised about. Oh, and we got a dungeon too, so that's like a quasi raid in terms yeah. of actual content. So we have not we have not seen that in a season itself before either. So
0: that's, that's true. Cool. And honestly, you echo a lot of the sentiments I, I've had in the past on the show. It feels like we're doing things that are having an impact on the world. Uh, I realize that the, the lore mission has been largely repetitive. That has been a, a criticism of the community, but still it's developing that story further every week. It gives you a reason to sign on, do a thing, you know, like interact with the, the environment a little bit and then get your reward, which is the story quest. And that is cool. And I don't know why I like the planetary gambit mode more than I liked... The other one. Maybe it's because you only really need to successfully do it twice or fail at it five times in order to advance. You, It's not like. It's very hard to fail, too. Yeah. It's it's really like hard to fail. Everyone's stupid overpowered. Right Serif Seraph Towers. Yeah. Yeah. Seraph Towers, like, you're constantly having issues Serif with Seraph Towers it is and,
1: like you yeah. miss one guy in a plate and the whole thing is bust. It's, it's <laughs> just <laughs> one
3: invis vandal just like darts yeah. towards the <laughs> thing and it just ruins the entire run.
0: Yeah. So. All that combined is just there's constant. It feels like there's constantly interesting things to do, and we all know that this is building towards whatever's coming in the fall. So it's a little bit extra exciting. Um, One thing I will say, there have been narrative hints about what's coming for like the last year and a half, and sort of realizing all the things that we've been experiencing have been building towards this moment are really neat. I think it goes all the way back to season of the Drifter when we got the cutscenes with the Drifter that story beat those story beats which again we've talked about before but those story beats are going to have a payoff now and i don't know there's just it's just a really good mix right now of everything going on and uh it's cool to hear you talk about sort of the same things that i'm experiencing and enjoying also the next topic is a little less positive. We're gonna talk about Trials, trials of Osiris trials for a little starts. bit. Uh, we're gonna have Asda on next week with uh, with uh, his friend, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they know PvP better than than I do. So I'm gonna let them sort of speak to the strengths. Uh, KuJay. KuJay and Asda apparently hang out a lot. They talk about PvP. They're gonna be joining us on the show next week to to talk about it more but this week i kind of wanted to talk about trials where it's at i just released an article on ign2 sort of talking about how i think the matchmaking structure needs needs a rework just just across the board in destiny and it's not skill-based matchmaking making versus uh connection-based matchmaking it needs more nuance than that and that that's the tldr version of, of the whole article uh i'll throw it to our guests first uh, paul you and i have played trials together It didn't go great, especially (laughs) on PC. Um, What are your thoughts about Trials? You constantly talk about your struggles with it. You don't claim to be a a god at PvP or anything, but you want to play Trials. Uh, What's your take on the Trial situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm the type of player where, like, in a normal PvP match, I might be on the top of my team or even leading my team, but then you put me in an actual competitive mode like Trials, and it's just a disaster. So... I, I mostly given up on Trials this season, like, after kind of what happened last season. Um, I played it for the first time last weekend just to see how the new bounty functioned, where you can essentially fail your way to the three-win engram. Uh, it, it felt about the same, like, getting matched to the same kind of teams. It doesn't really seem to matter where you are on your card, how many losses you have. And the bounty is pretty generous in terms of, like... You could get 0 and 5'd like, every game, and after 10 games, you would still get the engram. That's that's not what happened to me. I actually did win three games legitimately, randomly. Um, but it's, it's only, it's, I don't know, it's maybe like four or five games to get the engram. The problem is that in attempting to solve token farming, uh, they have taken away getting tokens on losses, and I think they reduced tokens for wins. So now they're only at those, those metrics. So by the time I, the three, five, and seven. So by the time I hit three wins, I had just squeezed enough bounty tokens, win tokens to get one extra drop when previously in all my failures with other trials, like I may have had, you know, by the end of that weekend, I may have had, you know, 60, 80 tokens, depending on how many games I played. And, but now after hitting that mark and knowing I'm probably not going to make it to five wins, what, what was I even, what am I even doing? And so I, I know this was an attempt to, to solve token farming, and yet matchmaking feels exactly the same. I still feel like I'm getting farmed by high skill players uh, I, no matter what I'm ranked. And then I'm also getting way less tokens than I did. So like I guess it's nice for the free one one or two pieces of loot every week, but like why why am I going to waste my time on this at this point? It's, I just don't see a reason to, and there's so many other things in the game to do that this, this, I can safely say this is probably never going to appeal to me without some very major changes.
0: Do you have any suggestions of things that would make it more inviting to a player like yourself?
1: Everyone hates when I say this. Matchmaking. I know that matchmaking can cause problems with cheaters online, but like I, I matchmaking the solo queue of uh, whatever whatever they call competitive now. Playing. um that ladder freelance. yeah 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 Yeah. freelance yeah and that totally changed how i played that mode and like i got way higher than i ever would have before with that and i think a similar system would create more teams of random scrubs and then i would be much much more likely to match against those teams of random scrubs and at least have a chance to go higher in the card than i am now And the the good people would still be very good. They would still get flawless and stop all the other teams, but there would be a lot more players in the pool if there was matchmaking. And like, I I know there are hacking concerns with matchmaking and stuff, but as I play mostly on console, I don't care so much about that. So I'm being selfish, but I, I truly believe that like a solo queue matchmaking playlist for trials would, would go a long way to increasing the population and bringing in more skill diversity. So at least sometimes you could randomly get lucky and like get a team that you know goes further than you might have imagined. But right now, just doing LFG or like just playing with the same group of friends that aren't very good—no offense, friends—is um, <laughs> is too I—he's I, I... right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that one time. <laughs> but I think that's a core part of the problem, and like I get a lot of pushback every time I say that, but I genuinely think that is a big issue.
3: Well, my question for you about your suggestion of the freelance option in Trials would be like, are you thinking that if you're going to go solo queue and you get matched with a group of other of other two people, um, would you want to continue your Trials run with those random people? Or are you talking about each game giving you a different set of people um, that you're teaming up with?
1: I think it would start like, I haven't thought this all the way through, but I think it should probably start you in a blank card, and then you're kind of locked into that team until, like, either like you vote and decide to disband if a run's going just so terribly, or you just keep going until you you lose your streak. Um, I think that that would probably make match make a little more complex. But I think if you're trying to if it's reset every time and you have to like try and find people with somewhat similar cards and like that's that might overcomplicate it. So maybe at the very start when you're queuing, you get you know, the one team you're going to stick with for that card at least. And sure after that you, you know, do a new team.
0: Yeah. Trials does bring up an interesting problem where are you locked in for those seven or more games to get to the lighthouse or is it every round? Uh, I think doing either where you match after every game or you're locked into the team for seven games Uh, would be an improvement over the current system. Because currently what happens is you get your team of three, you go in and you hit account recovers where people are definitely playing way above their level (laughs) or 1020s that are hitting every sniper headshot and one-shotting you. Um, You know, there's a myriad of issues going on right now. And especially on PC where you have the added addition of uh, players who are Using very clever hacks, and sometimes using them in a very clever fashion, where you know you go to four, and then all of a sudden there's this massive comeback, and they become gods in the PvP space. Um, it's got to be hard to detect, and I hope Bungie is definitely working on that anti-cheat. Now, Brian, somebody like you, you actually aren't a big PvP person. Would there ever be anything that would entice you to play Trials? Like, what what would have to change to get you invested in that mode, or is it just never going to happen because you're such a PvE-focused
3: player? Um, mostly that, honestly. It's it's A lot of the reasons I don't play PvP is not is not because of... of of like cheaters and what well, I mean it, for trials it is right like it's like I, I do like actually playing trials with my friends it's just it's just very daunting and very tech like uh, when you when you're doing so well on a run and then you come across a cheater and like you lose because it's out of your control right it's like yeah you ha- you, it's not about it's not about skill at that point it's about just somebody on the other end who downloaded a hack that allows them to track you through walls and get a headshot as soon as you come around the corner um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. If if they solve the cheating problem in trials, um, and solve the the lack of players, and then I would probably play a lot more often because, like, um, it, like, you know, I've been pretty open with it in the past. You know, like, I, I don't think I'm like super, super terrible at PvP, um, you know. But I, 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 am not a fan of going in by myself. I don't have a good time when I'm not playing with players that I can, you know, synergize with or 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 you know or you know communicate properly with so personally you know something like a freelance playlist isn't something that's going to draw me in there because i wouldn't want to do that without people that i know and that i know that i can work well with in in trials
0: okay all right so i mean i can kind of understand where you're coming from um hmm there's no like one thing though that you can think of you're like I'm in like the playlist. No, that,
3: it's, that it's, guy it's, 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 not, it's not. No, it's just it's not. It's because it's, it's it's a it's an inherent problem that is me, right? I'm not huge in PvP, so if there's not. I don't think there's anything Bungie can do to get me to like play trials. You know, like every. Do you play, do you
1: play Iron Banner?
3: Not well. I do. do play I do Banner, like but... I, I do. Um, I mean, like you know, I, I say that I'm not a big PvP player, but like on wednesday when iron like last week when Iron banner came out we we had a group of six people that went in and we played for probably six hours because we were mercying every match because of connection because they're they're really good players right they so they they know what they're doing so every match we mercy them so it's like why would i stop playing and i can get all these all these rewards because these guys are just pub stomping everybody we play we play again so it's 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 reasons like that why i all play pvp Uh, But I don't think it's anything personally that Bungie would do to get me to play PvP more often by myself, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, just looking at warmind.io slash activity, you can actually see that Crucible is played by about 12% of the population, and then Trials is an additional 5%. So, I mean, that brings the grand total to 17%, and then when... Um, Iron Banner was on. You had 15% of people in Crucible, and then an additional large percentage of people in in um, Iron Banner. So a lot of people play this game for PvP. It's it's a sizable portion of the community. This was um, a good
1: Iron Banner. Like I missed that week. You were talking about that maybe, but that was a really like Iron Banner the way it is now. Like outside of a couple issues, is is what I think more. A pinnacle PvP activity should be like it's power enabled. Like it'll it'll be with sunsetting, but like anyone, if you grind it, can get loot. Mm-hmm. Better players will get more loot faster, but there's matchmaking. Like it's 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 more forgiving. It's less frustrating. But there's no card system. You just you play, and like it's it's harder than regular Crucible, mm-hmm. but you feel rewarded. Like you feel like you got something out of it, and that's not something mm-hmm. I've ever felt from Trials. Yeah.
0: yeah, and Travis, I'll get to you so, in just a second. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's just go to Travis first, but I do want to talk about Iron Banner a little bit more. So, Travis, uh, what's yeah. your take on the trial situation?
2: So, I'm probably going to be, like, I guess the, the, the person who's, like, gatekeeping a little here. And it's not because I want less people to play Trials. It's just that I think it's okay if people don't play Trials. My opinion is that, you know, Trials is kind of like raids. Like, I don't think matchmaking would work with it, and I don't think that that they should have matchmaking. I think that the whole point of trials is you find a group that you drive well with and you get better and you practice and kind of beat your head against the wall until eventually uh, you get good enough to compete. I think there are tons of problems with trials, but I'm not really sure that the format and the level of play is really one of them you know there's the cheating thing there's the fact that i think the biggest problem with trials is that you just don't have a reason to do it right i'm a guy who loves pvp loves playing trials and most weekends i i don't play because there's no adept weapon you know like there was in destiny one where there's a real reason to play or incredibly rolled armor and stuff like that and and i think that's the the thing that's really holding that mode back but in terms of the actual mode and the difficulty to get there, and kind of climbing the mountaintop. I think that there should be a pinnacle activity for you know those people who really, really want to compete. And I think that th- that that should be trials. And I think Iron Banner can serve as a is a middle ground, right? It can be in, an end game pinnacle activity uh, that has good rewards for people that want to play a competitive, a more competitive Crucible mode, but without uh, doing something as completely sweaty as trials.
0: Well, the final topic of the show is talking about why Travis was wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, uh, I told you. I, I told you. I get pushed back about matchmaking. <laughs> yeah, from two yeah. out of
1: two out of four people
0: on the show. <laughs> uh, I, I I like matchmaking. I think the the glory solo playlist was one of the best things they ever added to the game it made me really really get into pvp for probably the first time in destiny 2 history i absolutely loved it i I hope they get trials to a a better place in all seriousness where you're not running into account recovers. i don't know how you adjust for that one but at least you're not running into wall hacks and automatic sniper headshots i think i think if you fix the hacker issue especially on PC and some of the the nuanced matchmaking stuff that has been suggested by Reddit sounds really, really good. Like hand-based matchmaking my trials team who's struggling to get to their third win should not face a team who is on their third flawless card on their third win. I think the player pool just needs to be looked at a little bit more in a nuanced fashion and matchmaking teams, at appropriate skill levels with other teams. I don't mind if I go four and four and lose, it's when I go five and oh, and I've lost to a team that's cheating or using a service, right? right. That's the frustration for me in trials. Yeah, now, talking I'm, I'm ab-
2: okay with all of that. And I'm also okay with the freelance mode for comp. It's just, I think that there should be a place like trials that's a little bit more like pure and a little bit more aspirational and like raids, you know? Like nobody really likes matchmaking for raids and I think that's the right call, so. But anyway,
0: I'll get off myself. That's once. a whole different topic, and I've talked about it a lot on the show. <laughs> I am all for matchmaking in raids, and I'm all for matchmaking in comp. The idea that we can't have matchmaking, and then they add nightfall matchmaking, and it's totally fine, basically- without going on a big tension
3: theory. about it. Yeah, instead of no, do
0: know
3: you, but instead instead of raid matchmaking, just build an in-game LFG. That's all they got to do. That's all they have to do.
0: Yeah. They tried it, and it failed. Uh, what? What
2: do they do? I don't know. Destiny games. Games. Game I guided games. They I don't
0: had guided oh, games.
2: Oh no, that's no, terrible. That's games, terrible. No.
3: I'm talking about like I'm talking about something that like the division did, right? You could go somewhere in like their social spaces and look for people who are looking, you know, yeah. who are trying to do this exact same thing. It's 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 something on that line, but we don't have to go. Brian, into the
2: thing I thought what? you were going to bring up is is the six player matchmade activities, like in Season of Dawn. Where you had the mm-hmm. uh, the the time the whatever that thing was called the time machine event where you see the sundial that's right thank you yeah. you see how badly match made PVE events happen when there are mechanics involved and right and so mm-hmm. I I think that's like the best argument
3: against matchmaking for raids is that we well, see it try to happen
2: and it's not so even horrible. that too it's,
3: like, it's it's like contact when you're down on the uh, when you're when you're down on the or titan and you see somebody who's just just wildly swinging their sword at an immune guy away from the other guy. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, he needs exactly. to be over there.
1: I, I think, all right, Raids, raid, I think Raids and Trials are separate because I I think it's more debatable with Raids than the mechanics. But Trials, Trials is, is fundamentally PvP. And I, I know that you're at a better disadvantage if you can make callouts and all that stuff. But, like, people know how to play, like, shoot other people on the screen. Like, that's, it's not a mechanical issue. That's true. And my but issue is that people are using LFP anyway, it's, like, it's, it's just matchmaking just... With a third-party service and randoms, like it's not, it's not so much I, different I see than. That argument, but,
2: but when you click on freelance comp, it doesn't put you in a party with those people so that you can compete and do callouts at that level. And LFG essentially forces you into a party, right? It's like a, a service that there's kind of a vetting process, right? There's no vetting in a match made playlist, and that, I think that's the issue because if you could, if you could make a match made. Program that stuck you in with two people, made you stay there for the entire ticket and made you enable some sort of chat or communication, I would be for it, but that's not how it is. It's just unvetted randoms who maybe aren't paying attention, maybe don't actually care. Maybe they clicked on it by accident. LFG has a barrier of entry. Right? Has I, I would argue
1: that rate. a lot of the I would argue that a lot of the betting annoys people though, and they don't like like oh must have X flawless tickets like blah 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 like and, and furthermore that can still exist like no one no one is saying that that wouldn't exist and like these badly coordinated teams that like you don't want to be on you wouldn't have to be like you can still LFG you can still play with your friends it's just an option for random scrubs to go in there and so maybe the bottom tier of trials has more of a chance to go further than they would otherwise. I love this head to head.
0: Screen thing you got yeah. going, by the way. That's fight, <laughs> fight, for, fight, fight. No, we're, we're gonna be on the. yeah. <laughs> I built that really quick, and I'm like, oh, they're having a great conversation. Let's throw that up. Um right. No, but like with raids, I've LFG'd raids for four weeks now, and I have had varying levels of skill with the teams. And you know, you don't have
3: to do that, right? You have people that you can play with. You guys are always <laughs> yeah. doing
0: some weird shit. What do you <laughs> and mean you're never available? What? Just ask it. We'll do oh, it. We're running the 14-year-old raid on PS4 PS4 standard only with inverted, we never inverted, that. inverted controls. Years. <laughs> when do we do that? It's the reason that I don't play with the people on the panel that often. Well, we we have more lately, but it's just a scheduling yeah. thing. My schedule's weird, their schedule's weird. It's hard for us to find a time to play together. That's that's all it is, plain and simple. And that's why LFG starts. So and you often. don't like us and i hate travis i just can't get it no that's not true at all (laughs) but um yeah we went way longer than i thought we would this week i do want to touch on iron banner really briefly because uh pvp is being played by about a million people at any on any given week iron banner was played by 1.1 and i've been working with the warmind.io team to get these analytics so Unique players, the week of Iron Banner was about 1.1 million. That was actually, for unique players, it was a 1% decrease, believe it or not, over the previous Iron Banner held in April when uh, matchmaking was different. So the new matchmaking structure doesn't seem to have a a impact on the Iron Banner structure. I want to make that clear because I saw one Reddit thread that said it was record-breaking, which was not true. And then I saw one Reddit thread that said it was the lowest it's ever been. Neither of those are true. It's just a marginal – it's about the same it, it always has been. So um, digging into the analytics there. Now, that said – Paul, you wrote an article about Iron Banner and about the new matchmaking structure, and here's what I found playing as a solo player. As a solo player, I was constantly getting mercied, and I was constantly being put up against stacks, and that didn't feel good. The reaction that I heard to from the community just on my personal Twitter was, a lot of people that were playing with others seemed to have a better experience. When I rolled with Clan Concern, that Brian and Travis are on and those guys we raffle stomped everybody. We were we had like five mercies back It was, it was, nasty. It, was bad. It, it was brutal, right? So, I saw both sides of the spectrum. Now, I don't think that is a good experience for a solo player. Paul, what are your thoughts? You you wrote an article about the situation and uh, your experience. What did you you have happen during your Iron Banner run?
1: Um, I don't actually remember what I said in that article, but just remembering <laughs> playing it didn't It didn't seem that different honestly like iron banner is always kind of a disaster like both good and bad i there are frequently games where i get mercy a ton and then sometimes i'll just go on streaks where i you know destroy other teams i would say i had a higher variety of of randomly good games i think i had a 21-0 kd game which has never happened in iron banner (laughs) in history so I, i lucked out with matchmaking that time i guess um and so I, I honestly didn't notice enough where I can definitively say like, ah, CBMM made this much better or much worse, because I, I find six stacks and mercies have always been a problem in Iron Banner. And I, I saw a Reddit thread that was, it was a compilation of other Reddit threads of people <laughs> complaining about Iron Banner, <laughs> like every Iron That's Banner the laugh. last like six months or something. And like to a certain degree, this always happens. So like I. Me personally, like it's it's kind of anecdotal because everyone had a different experience. I'm I'm sure it is much easier to, to stop teams when you're on a six deck. Like at most, I was playing with two other people, and you know we were doing fine. But it didn't it didn't seem that much different to me. And I, I personally think the interest was not it. Maybe it was some like higher tier players like showing up to to do CBMM and and saying it feels better for them now. I just think it was the loot. Honestly, I think there Hell were two yes. new new guns to chase with with new yeah. perks that are that make them very interesting and they're both really good guns and once people figured out that they were really good guns everyone's like yeah i got to get some of those and, and unfortunately quest iron nothing. banner farming the quest, the quest was nothing and you could get one copy yeah. of each unless you did like a glitch but the farming yeah. kind of sucks because there's no way to target farm iron banner at all and once you're done with the first bounties like it's like five tokens a win so like that's maybe one drop an hour if you win all your games like that's crazy yeah so so i I think there's there's stuff to work on there but
0: digging into rewards paul's paul you're absolutely right you had six pinnacle drops in in the form of weapons because if you did the quest and you had picked it up on all three characters you got six basically free weapons you had to kill people with ARs and kill people with sidearms. And it, it doesn't take it that like long to do minutes. that. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. like six drops right there. Plus you have four pinnacle drops, the the highest tier in the game on your, on each character for a total of 12. I'm very bad. math. four, eight, 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for 12 total pinnacle drops. And in addition, uh, you know, you're getting umbrals you're getting the drops from the matches. Um, I think there's a lot we could dig into with with iron banner the fact that the loot pool is like 12 items and i had to turn in a thousand tokens to get a chest plate on my warlock 1200 tokens to get a chest plate on my warlock it's a little I'm, I'm insane missing one
1: piece on all three classes and i'm so mad like i'm yeah. missing one individual piece armor set yeah Ugh. uh
0: and, and that armor set with the with the sun setting is going to last until i believe season 14. i would have to look on dim really quick But yeah, I believe it is going to last a substantial period of time. Even though it's ugly, you can put the good Iron Banner ornaments on it. Yeah, Yeah. Iron Fellowship Cloak 1368 as a season 14 max. So uh, those drops are definitely a reason why
3: you would want to
0: go for them. Uh, Travis, Brian, do you have any thoughts on Iron Banner? Brian, what do you got? Seems
3: good. I turned in 2,000 tokens and didn't get a single forward path.
0: Not one. Um, the one.
3: The only one I got. Not one. The only one I got was oh, right, from right. completing the quest. And that pissed me off. I was
1: going to say, out. I was like, I hope you get the because it wouldn't have been yeah. cool.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, the only one I got was from, I didn't, obviously, because I didn't, I, cause I didn't like roll that you get from the quest. And I just did, I turned in 2,000, didn't get a single one. I got a, I got a new Storm of the Raven that I didn't want. Yeah. I I 30 from daggers oh yeah yeah plenty of those yeah i, I that's guess my, I my thoughts are I, I, I
2: actually i actually that's all we have time paul for no one. i'm just kidding oh, <laughs> <you>. no. <laughs>
0: yeah. no go ahead i agree
2: sure. i agree with paul on this one i didn't really notice any difference with the matchmaking and also for me iron banner has always been like a total crapshoot like some matches i just dominate and other ones i just run up against a team that doesn't you know my team doesn't know what they're doing and as I do a lot of solo queuing on console and it, it, it was very much like that this time it was like some matches I got crushed and other matches I dominated and you just try to be on the top of your leaderboard at least and uh, every once in a while you end up with a team that doesn't know that you're playing control and that's a, a ton of fun so yeah I, 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 it's always crazy
0: Real quick, here, here's a look at the drops that I got. So this is obviously me filling up my postmaster, and you can see one, two, three, four swarm of the Wavens, two criminal daggers in there, two of the Talons, two, three, four, five boots. Like, I, I, come I, I, on with these
3: drops! How many all rifles you had? they very relevant. You only had one forward path. Yeah,
1: they need they need more end of match drops. I think that's the answer. I, they need end of match drops and they need daily bounties
3: for tokens. Well, like take out, tests. take out the I think, other. I if they took out the other loot pool of Crucible, it'd just make it Iron Banner loot because you get all these yeah. other bullcrap crap that you don't want. You're like, I'm playing Iron Banner to get Iron Banner gear. Take out all the other Crucible loot.
2: Or how about this? Why don't they just yeah. do what they've done with every other mode and allow you to kind of select your loot like they did with the recaster and yeah, really? yeah, I've, I've heard something of focused like focus
0: Iron Banner prep. engram or something. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. idea too. And, and to that point, Travis, like I, ju- I just think that PVP needs a little bit more look at the nuance and how they handle a lot of the systems. The drops are a little weird. Um, They have some stuff that's working and yeah, my feedback across the board is like matchmaking needs more nuance, the drops need more nuance and care and in, in how they've, they've structured it. And I think it's time to really, really look at the the minutia of it because you have great modes. Yeah. Trials is great when it's working right. Iron Banner is great when it's working right. Uh, the drops are coveted and people want the drops. So there's a lot of good there. Now it's just about fixing the smaller little things to make that experience uh, better for, for the player in the end. That's that's yeah. my two cents
2: my review of all of Crucible is that it's the most fun, most unrewarding uh, modes (laughs) in Destiny. I mean, it's just like, there's really no reason to play pretty much any of the PvP modes.
0: Well, guys, we've actually reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining us, Paul. Paul Tassi, where can people find your stuff? Forbes, right?
1: At Paul Tassi on Twitter. Google me for my Forbes stuff. And now, I guess, look me up on YouTube. With my name, I got to get a custom URL because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do uh, weekly videos now. So lots of places.
0: For sure. And uh, Brian and Travis, thank you as always. Uh, for the outro, I'm going to start saying the outro. You guys say Guardians out. And I will try and time it with you because that has worked pretty well in the last few episodes. So until next time, everybody, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Nailed it.